Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving day in the U.S. here and um, everybody had a great week everywhere else in the world. And um, uh, like Friday today, hope you had some good deals, some nice, uh, you know, uh, catch and, uh, you know, good deals in terms of uh, shopping sprees. All right. And we're going to talk about that maybe today. I have a question about that. So uh, stay tuned in a few minutes with uh, a live Q&A session with Dr. Christianheim again world-renowned psychiatrist, been on the, the station and the channel for uh, the last seven months. And uh, we have this recurring event every last Friday of the month. So uh, stay tuned for it. And um, this is a good opportunity to ask your questions. You don't have to state your name. You can be anonymous. So you just uh, uh, dial in, uh, call yourself whatever you want. But if you have a question that you want to ask, this is a good opportunity to do that. All right. Hello, Doc. So how you been? How's uh, the weather out there? It's gotten better, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of bad actually. Yeah, yeah. The the we're going through a big wet at the moment. Uh, so so <laughs> we're having hurricanes sweeping us off our feet. So there you go. Oh, uh, those things, huh? We we just had them. <laughs> we just had them. Okay. We just had some of them. Well, I mean, a couple of months ago, it's over for us, but now it's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's the way it goes. It's going around. It's going around. <laughs> well, okay. we are we are live, so uh, you just, right. just you know, and um, you know, we've had people already checking in, uh, listening to music. I had some music going on, waiting for you. So, so what, listen. First things first. Uh, you know, I do have a few questions, and I, I kind of sort them out today a little bit. And one of them because it stood up to me. It has to do with that. I'm sure you've, you know, today is that big day, Black Friday. <laughs> so it's the day after Thanksgiving. So it's a, it's a shopping, you know, spree, but I, just, spree, yes. I, I have a question that was interesting. At least I, it, I think it is. And hopefully we can answer this for, uh, you know, our uh, audience here. So um, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Hurricane. All right, so, so the question says, I'm a compulsive shopper and I can't control myself. Today was Black Friday and I was literally on panic mode as there were items I couldn't get at the store and missed online. Uh, yeah. This is getting serious. I'm not sure why it's happening and how to stop this behavior. Uh, yeah. Carmel. <laughs> okay, Carmel, thanks for sharing that. And I'm sorry that you missed out on the bargains. I'm sorry that you missed out online, but... I'm so glad that you missed out on the bargains and so glad that you missed out online because right at the moment, you have experienced a lot of pain. And right now, you have the opportunity to use that pain to get on top of the behaviours, right? Because the brain is wired to respond to pleasure and pain. All addictions, including shopping addiction, happens because it gives us so much pleasure, 
And shopping addiction is really real. And this is what happens. You get short-term pleasure. You get the pleasure while you're looking for something. You get the pleasure while you're choosing something. You get the pleasure while you're paying for it. You got the pleasure while you take it out of the box. A week later though, the bills come in and that's when you get the pain, right? And that pain lasts. So here's the dilemma. How do we get over the short-term pleasure to listen to the short uh, to the long-term pain so that our life becomes better. And there's a few ways of doing it. I'm going to give you a few techniques. And these techniques, of course, are techniques that are important for all addictions. So number one is you have to recognize that you have an addiction. This is an addiction, but it is treatable. And the thing is to think about the pain first. So with alcohol, it's thinking, how am I going to feel in the morning? Uh, with, uh, with drugs, it's got to do with how am I going to feel when I come down from this stuff? Uh, with shopping addiction, it's how am I going to pay for this in a month's time? And however you can do it, put signs on the toilet wall, put signs in your bedroom, but remind yourself that this is painful. And you're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to give you a little secret. And the secret is that you actually make a choice every time you go for your addiction. There is some time where you sort of go, oh, I, I feel it coming on. I feel it. I feel that I need it. I feel that I need it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, what the hell? I'll do it. All right. In that split second, there's a decision that you make, Carmel. And this decision is very important because if you can just stay in that split second and and widen it out so that it is a good 20 seconds where you make a choice and where you start saying to yourself, I'm not gonna do this, this Black Friday. I'm not gonna do it. First of all, two things happen. One, it's painful, right? You're gonna go, damn, I'm not gonna get that pleasure. But number two, it's pleasurable. You go, hey, in the long term, I'm on my way to becoming a better person. And you will respect yourself and that will make you feel so good. And you need to think about that. You need to think about how good you feel because you made a decision to go in the direction that ultimately you actually want. So that in a nutshell is how to overcome a compulsive behavioral addiction like shopping addiction. Thanks, so go yeah, ahead. it's hard work, but it's worth it. Well, it's amazing because, you know, you don't think about it as an addiction, right? But it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's clearly one. And, and uh, a lot of people actually do have. I mean, sometimes we all sometimes get there <laughs> in that moment where we like, I just we want to buy stuff. And, and sometimes you don't even need this stuff. It's it's a it's coming. We're a capitalist, you know, world these yeah, days. Yeah, just yeah. about buying stuff, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even need stuff. You buy it, and it's also all the you see something on TikTok now. There's a lot of that, you know. People run to buy it, right? It's That's it's right. happening. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's like every addiction. A little bit is okay. I'll even say it's good, but a lot gets you into trouble. If it's gambling, if it's alcohol, if it's shopping. A little bit is okay because you actually have to shop to get on in life. So, so just another secret that goes with that is to keep your motivation up. You need to think about what you really want in life. 
and you find something worthwhile that will say, no, I really want that. And it could be self-respect. It could be a future where you're traveling, sending your children to college or something in the future. Or it could be a, a good relationship. It could be enlightenment. It could be any of these things to get you over that hump when you've got to have pain now instead of pleasure now. Something worthwhile. Yes, sir. Well, I have, I have just a, a question just on the, on the topic. Because, yeah. um, you know, most people will probably attribute, you know, shopaholics to maybe uh, ladies, women. But I don't think that's actually the case. I think men and women together equally do do a good amount of crazy shopping. And, and you, you, on the street, you see a lot of that today. Uh, you know, people actually are sleeping over, you know, at stores opening overnight since, you know, uh, early on oh. this morning. It's crazy. Again, you are totally right. This is not a female problem. This is a total population problem. And uh, a lot of men will sort of say, OK, I'm not going to be addicted to alcohol or I'm not going to be addicted to pornography. But it's that compulsive feeling that needs to find an outlet somewhere. And so shopping is a much more acceptable uh, outlet uh, because we all do it to some degree. And so a lot of people will put their addictive energy into shopping. So I just want to encourage people out there to put your addictive energy into playing tennis, going to the gym, jogging, playing piano, learning a new instrument, learning a language, whatever that energy is, put your addictive energy to loving the people close to you and you've got a good outlet for your addictions. Well, I, I, I actually love that. And not only that, also, you mentioned something very important earlier about the idea of uh, you're going to feel better when you're not going to have problems with your finances. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. You know, and I think, I think imagine how much if you can save some of the money and invest it, let's say. I mean, some, there are people out there that say, you know, start investing first, take that money and, and make money, make money for you. And then you can spend money <laughs> as yes. opposed to the other way around. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, almost a catch 22 here. Like it's a, it's, it's a unique, you know, prosperous, you know, conversation here about, can I make money, you know, instead of buying stuff that depreciates, or at least, you know, you, you just going to wear them once and see them a couple of times and that's it. Or sometimes you do it because you want to show off. That's right. And I'm sorry to say, yeah. No, 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 no. This, this is true. Human nature, you know human nature, I know human nature, we are all human, so we all bow to human nature. So I'll give you another very practical technique for anybody who's got problems with uh, shopping out there. And I use this technique to help somebody give up cigarettes, because cigarettes in Australia cost about 25 bucks uh, a packet. And so I gave this person a choice of buying another packet of cigarettes or taking a $20 bill and hanging it on the wall every day. And so by the end of a month, this person had 30 $20 bills hanging on the wall. And because he could see them, he mm -hmm. sort of goes, damn, it's, this is actually worthwhile. Because in a year, all right, that becomes something enormous, like $7,000, all right? That's, that's, that's an amazing amount. So if you're a shopaholic, right? Actually get the cash that you would have spent if it's $600, $1,000, or just $200. You get the cash and you find yourself a money wall and you pin that cash up. I mean, make sure it's somewhere safe, obviously, right? <laughs> make sure it's someplace that you can lock up. But 
every time you have an urge to go out and spend a whole lot of money, because credit cards make it so easy. Take the money that you think you would have spent, get the cash, put it up on the wall. And in a year, you'll be amazed how rich you can actually be. Well, Thank you for that advice. And I, I think it's, it's, it's when you visualize it, I mean, it's amazing. Like, you it. can see, you can see the numbers. I mean, you're talking about, it, I'm seeing already that those bills piling up and them up in my mind. So yes. I know it's, 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 you can do a lot of stuff with $7,000 or whatever. And you're right. Yes. It adds up quickly, but yes. you mentioned something about credit cards and yes. that's, that's a, a consuming, you know, it's, it's almost like it's an industry. Uh, yes. It's a moneymaker. And yes. it's, it's amazing. It starts that early on. I mean, at high school, you know, we already have credit companies, you know, uh, you know, uh, recruiting or soliciting, if you want to call it that. Right. Yes. And, and it's crazy because people start getting, you know, in debt early on. And what you do, you don't realize sometimes you're buying something for value. Uh, even if, even if it's on sale, let's say today, it's a lot of sales. Right. And yes. an item is hundred bucks. You get it for $80, right. But then yeah. you don't pay it on time. The interest rate is 30%. <laughs> actually, it's costing you 100, 110 instead of 100 bucks. In yes. tip. So we don't pay attention to those things. And it's a thank you, Carmen, for the question. I mean, this is like a simple thing, but I think we, we all can learn from it because it's a behavior that we all have. Uh, yes. It's just how do we control it? Like you said, it's just like alcohol, everything else. In moderation is one thing, but if you excessively do it and you can't yes. stop, that's when yes. you know, I think that's the that's the sign is like if in this case, I can't stop, you know, and I get yes. crazy because I could not get my items right. You know, they yes. run out of them. Yeah. Uh, but there's also techniques about sales. I mean, there, you know, I'm in sales. So you, you throw in different, you know, things to people. And, right. and they try, exactly. You try to try to get them in and there's only a few items that are going to be hot, you know, with sale and limited amounts. Yeah. And, you know, the first 10 people, 20 people are going to get them and the rest are not. And you know that. So almost like you're putting yourself in a position that you're not really <laughs> helping yourself here. So it's a challenge. No, no, that's exactly right. And, and uh, Hurricane, you're right. And there's nothing wrong with the way that advertising, marketing, and sales work uh, all over the world. Uh, we want the economy to do well, mm -hmm. and people do put in incentives so that people will make a decision. That's fine. But studies show that there are some people that are more vulnerable to addictions than to others. So if you are one of those people, and look, addiction rates in the last 10 years have risen by about 12% uh, across everything, then, then you've just got to be a little bit cluey. Like I worked with somebody who had a gambling addiction and this particular guy loved poker machines. And he noticed that in the clubs that have poker machines, they had a machine where you can put your credit card in to get some cash uh, about a one minute walk away from the poker machines. Now, that's very convenient if you want to put money into poker machines. So what this guy had to do is he had to cut up his credit cards to say, I can't do that anymore. And he had to work with cash for a few months and life was hard only in cash until he was able to get on top of his gambling addiction. And he got to the stage where he was okay. And we, we worked on ways of not walking into those clubs anymore so he could allow himself to have a credit card. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, I have a call here. So, yeah. uh, hello, caller. Yes, hello, Hurricane Agent Dr. Heim. How are you today? Good. Who's well, thank that? you. Who are we talking to? You're talking with Scott from New York. How thank you, you doing? Scott. Hey, Scott. Very well, thank you, Scott. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I was calling, actually, where can I find this money wall that you're talking about? 
this money wall. I'm looking for it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a great, great idea that I'm, I'm listening to. And I uh, definitely wanted to call in to change the topic a little bit, but that is a fantastic idea about that money wall. That's okay, Scott. Thanks for that. So I wanted to ask you, like insomnia, uh, you know, I have a hard time sometimes sleeping, staying up all night. I wanted to know, can that be like treated with like by a psychiatrist? And what is like, is there like a treatment plan for that? Okay, so insomnia. Uh, so Scott, uh, you're talking about, so you have a problem with sleeping? Yes. Okay, so ideally... I would sit down with you for about an hour to talk about what's happening in your particular life. But there are some general principles that I can talk about so that other people and yourself can think about how to get over insomnia. Would that help? It might help, yes. Okay. First thing, Scott, we are the only species in the whole planet that takes pills for insomnia. All the other animals, they can get to sleep. doesn't matter what sort of a day that they've had. And I got to tell you, some of the animals out there, they have stressful days. If you are a zebra and your herd was chased by a lion that particular day, you had a stressful day. And yet they, they're able to get to sleep. How are they able to do that? Uh, now, the first thing that I want to say is what that tells us is it's something in the way that we're living that is causing insomnia. It is not natural to have insomnia. So, so that's, that's the first thing. So I would actually sit down with a piece of paper or a computer file and say, why am I having trouble sleeping? And then brainstorm ideas that you know about your life that are contributing to your lack of sleep. And okay. then, yep. And then what I would get you to do is to wind down after dinner. So whenever you have dinner, that's usually somewhere between six and eight at night. Uh, what happens is your body goes into rest and digest mode. So your whole nervous system starts to relax and to shut down. So what I encourage people to do then is don't start it up again. You know, don't start uh, going to the gym late at night, don't start going to the work, don't watch a high impact uh, movie or anything like that. Continue to chill, stay in chill. Uh, for people who have insomnia, it's a good idea to have a bath or a relaxing shower or to listen, listen to some relaxing music, to think about the day. It's actually a good time to do a meditation, meditation or a body relaxation about an hour, an hour and a half before you get to bed. That really helps. And then the important time is when you're in bed and you're lying there trying to get to sleep. And all of a sudden, all these worries start coming up to you, right? This has been my experience. All those things that have been trying to get your intention during the day now come to you. And all that you do is you say, I know that you're there. You don't talk to them. You just say, I know that you're there. You might want to write them down and say, I'll deal with you tomorrow. And then one of the best methods for getting to sleep is to be grateful, just to be grateful for the day that you've had. Look at all the times that you saw a bit of beauty. Look at a bit of times when you shared a smile with somebody or think about people that you spoke with. 
and that will start making you feel secure and it's that feeling of safety and security that will start to get you to sleep. And then I've got to say that YouTube has a few good methods to actually get to sleep. And the best one that I have found is what you call uh, the military method of getting to sleep. And they boast that you can get to sleep in two minutes and they take you through this really short exercise where you relax your face, then you relax your chest, then you relax your legs, and then you tell your mind, go to sleep. Stop thinking, go to sleep. Stop thinking, go to sleep. Now that's not going to happen. That's not going to work the first time that you do it. But if you practice that for two weeks solidly, and that's where the work is, guess what? Your mind will go, oh, it's time to sleep. So yes. that's what I want to give you at the moment, Scott, as a package deal to help you sleep without knowing your specific situation. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I wanted to say, you know, um, can insomnia be caused by like certain types of medications? Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Uh, and uh, then, now we're going to start to start looking at the medications that you personally take. And, uh, and your, your doctor needs to do that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm saying if I'm, if I'm on like high blood pressure medication, would that be a like contributing factor towards like insomnia? Yes, it can be. Yes, it can be. So there's a site called WebMD, W-E-B-M-D, and uh, you can actually type in the medication that you're taking and they will basically tell you the uh, common side effects. And if you find that insomnia is a common side effect of a medication that you're taking, uh, then it's time to see your doctor and sort of say, hey, I think I might be having a side effect to this medication. What can we do about it? Right, because then that will lead me to stay up and then do all kinds of things. And once I put the TV on because I can't sleep, now I'm watching TV for all hours of the morning, of the yes. evening, you know, going into the morning hours. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then your brain starts to associate the morning hours with watching TV and you'll go to bed and your brain will say, hey, it's TV watching time. Uh, and that's an association that you've got to break. You got to say, no brain, this is sleep time, go to sleep. But if you are on medication that has a side effect of insomnia, then look it up on WebMD and then talk to your, your doctor about it to see about alternatives. Okay, that's good to know. Um, one more question, different type of topic. Holidays are here. Uh, you know, people are having uh, family gatherings and parties. And I just wanted to know, is there any type of um, technique that we can uh, do for like families, uh, you know, certain people, if they not getting along in the family and yet you want to be, you know, going to the party and just having a good time and avoid any type of conflicts. Uh, you know, it's a touchy topic for a lot of families and people out there. Is there anything, you know, we could do to avoid conflict during these holidays, parties, family uh, parties? Okay, Scott, thank you for your question. That's a great question because uh, we all face that, all right? Because particularly with people that um, were your siblings, all right, your uh, brothers and sisters, they've now got different values. Uh, they may have different political beliefs, different religious beliefs, whatever it is. And this all uh, causes conflict. So uh, 
Scott, on my website, I have put together a page of clashing values, what to do when values clash, because that's a huge topic in yourself. But I'm going to give you a phrase that will encapsulate things for you. And that is, look, listen, I love the hell out of you, but I just disagree with you there. And if they, if they bring it up again, yeah, 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 but you got to look at this, you got to look at that, you got to look at that, you say, listen, I love the hell out of you, but I've got to disagree with you there. Uh, because, <laughs> and you just keep using that like a broken record, Scott, so that you can see, so that the other person sees that you're not going to be drawn into this big conflict sort of thing. Uh, you're being honest because you disagree with them, but you're also being honest because you love them. Uh, because it's actually difficult to avoid conflict because what happens is people will not speak about things, but it's the feelings underneath that become really important. And the feelings underneath is, oh, we disagree on this. And all that you're doing with that phrase is going one step deeper. And you're going, yeah, we may disagree, but I love the hell out of you. Right. And, and, and that's what actually keeps us together as human beings, because the bottom line is we are all human beings trying to get through this thing called life. And uh, we've all got some insight, but we all make some mistakes. But hey, it's that love. And particularly with love, it's that underlying thing that we take for granted. But if you say, you know what, I still love the hell out of you, you're bringing it to the surface. And that makes everybody feel good. Yeah, and you avoid the conflict at that time, too, as well. So that's really great. I love you guys when you, uh, you're you on here, Dr. Haim, uh, Hurricane H. I love the hell out of you guys. And this is why I'm on here today. <laughs> well, well, Thanks thank very much, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll be watching and listening to the rest of the show. And uh, hopefully you'll have some more callers and people uh, typing in their questions. And uh, even though that money wall uh, wasn't my question, that's a really, really great idea. And I would love to take your idea and share it with, uh, you know, definitely my friends and family. I think, I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay. You do that, Scott, and you go and you love the hell out of your family. All right. That's fantastic. <laughs> Will do. Thank you guys. Keep up the great work. Hurricane H. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Scott. All Have right. a great one. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So that was fun. Well, so, so just to, to kind of comment on a couple of things, the, the concept of holidays, you're right. It's, it's amazing. And people are, well, holidays or no holidays, I think as, as humans, yeah. we always have disagreements. And I think the expectation is that everybody's got to agree with your opinion. I think that's something that we have to be clear about. Not everybody's going to be okay with your comments and your, your, your th thought process and, and whatever you believe in. So at the end yeah. of the day, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And look, what you're saying is right, Hurricane, that's actually hard, all right? But if somebody's coming at you with strong opinions, you've got a choice either to confront them mm -hmm. or to lie. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh yeah, right? And, and you're lying in yourself, all right? But, uh, but the technique is to go one deeper in the layer, you know? Uh, and, and if you're talking to a stranger, you've got to say, hey, I, I, I just disagree you with, with you on that, but I wish you all the best for your life, you know? And that's actually always going to be true. It, it, it almost always is true. Well, it is. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Listen, I, I wish everybody a, a good life. You know, enjoy your life. Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, while I, I give my opinion, I may be, you know, I might have a reason behind it, whatever the case may be. Now, you can see it from, I mean, again, there's 
uh, like as we say, there's thousands of ways to, to skin a cat, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we don't have, it, it, it's, it's everybody's got their own way, your way, my way, everybody. And, and we all think that we're correct and we're right and we have our own perspective, so. Yeah, okay, so let's go into the brain and talk about how this actually works, Hurricane. Sure. Because one of the most amazing feelings that we get is when we feel that we are together with other people. So when you're laughing with other people, that is one of the most wonderful feelings on earth. Actually, if you're at a, at a funeral and you're crying with somebody, that also is an amazing feeling because you're uniting with them. Now, all of these feelings that I'm talking about, they're contagious and they're mediated by beta endorphin. So if somebody tells a good joke and everybody's laughing, there'll be somebody who doesn't get the joke, but they still feel like laughing and they won't know why, because you want to be together with people. And we love beta endorphin. We love that feeling. And this is why we hate conflict, because if things come up, let's say political, and we polarize our views, you don't get that feeling of endorphins being flown, uh, uh, flying through everybody. So that's why I use a phrase like, look, I disagree with you on this. That's just true. But I love the hell out of you. Because if I can get you, Hurricane, to feel the love, and I feel the love, then the beta endorphins are flowing in us again. And that'll put a smile on our face, and that'll make us feel good. There's also some oxytocin in there and some serotonin in there but it makes our brain not only feel good, but healthy. And that's what's wonderful about people. Yeah, it's amazing. Whenever you talk about the brain chemistry stuff, you know, I'm just, I just get like a little buffer because, you know, we never think about that. Like we just think that it's a process that's happening, but, you know, we forget that it, there is rea there are reactions that are happening and triggered by certain events and, and, and things. And yeah. we can control, to your point, we can control. If we always keep the positive we're going to get the right chemistry going and therefore we're going to be positive. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you like, it's a, it's the same scenario, but because you put love in it, your brain is already psyched into the positive and therefore there's no conflict. <laughs> okay, good. So, 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 so let me go to the disaster Thanksgiving meal. All right. Uh -huh. Where uh, people have got different genders, different political ideas, different um, long-term beliefs, everything. And after the meal, Everybody's just sour with each other, all right? And people are ready to go home. If somebody can say, hey, guys, remember when we used to sing these songs, right? Do you remember when we went on that camp and we sang these songs? Well, why don't we just sing them right now? Okay, and people will go, oh, that's ridiculous. We're in a bad mood at the moment. But if you can actually get people singing together or clapping together or doing something that people used to do together, like a silly card game. If you've got a family card game where you say, okay, I've got the canasta cards. Are we going to get into the canasta? People will go, hey, yeah, I'm into this. Or if there was a favorite dessert that the whole family liked, said, okay, the dessert's going to save us here. I've got chocolate chip uh, uh, cookies and mint ice cream again. You get that beta endorphins flowing again. Hey, we're actually a family. There are things that we used to do together that we can still enjoy. And as long as it doesn't involve screens and everybody is included, it will feel amazing. And you can then have people going home feeling good rather than sour. But, uh, but I know that's hard work. I know that's not easy to do, all right? But they're the techniques. But, but it's 
listen, you're given a formula. All we have to do is apply it. I mean, we just want to share it with as many people as we can and they yeah, can apply this. It's not hard. I mean, literally it works. I mean, it sounds like it's got to work. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's you. It's designed to work. I mean, because you're not creating something that is not real. You know how it works. The, the brain yeah. functions in a certain way. You apply it correctly. You can manipulate it to, to react correctly. That's it. <laughs> well, that's right. And, and music is one of those things. This is one of the reasons that I love music because it releases beta endorphin on people who are playing music together or you just have to be there listening, right? And uh, our community has has lost singing together and dancing together. And Hurricane, it's time to bring those sort of things back, right? Because we actually love all of those things. Well, doctor, you know, it's funny, as you said, that I, um, I had an experience. I was in, um, in Turkey, in Istanbul, and um, we were in the middle of the week and uh, walking around the Taksim, which is a very, you know, uh, you've probably been there. You know what I'm talking about, maybe. But it, it's 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 a, just a, a nice uh, you know avenue with shops and food and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like three o'clock in the morning, and there were people dancing, music all over the place. Yeah. They were alive. It, it just just watching them made you happy. I mean, literally, we were excited just by watching them. We didn't participate, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right. It's, it's amazing, and that's why like you put music, it cheers you up. Uh, it's it's a medicine on its own. I mean, it's just we sometimes don't realize how well that is for us. And uh, oh, that's that's exactly right. And and hurricane, I'm not one to talk about Turkey at Thanksgiving time, but I had that sort of experience in <laughs> New York City, where where Bob is. All right, New York City has its uh, its places. And I'm talking about the Village, and I'm talking about Harlem, where you will hear music. All right, oh, at yes. all hours of the night. All right, and why? Because we can be together as human beings and share feeling good. And some of the best times that I've had in life has to have to do with music, dancing and being at certain concerts and just rocking away with people who are even strangers. It's a wonderful feeling and we all enjoy it, Hurricane. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that would disagree with the music concept because it and, and depends whatever music type you like at the end of the day, it's what if it works for you it works for you so i know there's different types i know you're talking about jazz and some other good stuff that that may be in, in harlem and you know but yeah yeah new york city is very diversified you can find yeah. any type of yeah. and by the way i went to turkey i mean i, I it's funny it just the, the joke was was about <laughs> the <Turkey business. laughs> but 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 you know you're right new york city is one of the places you know where you see that everywhere i mean Times square you go to you know uh, train stations it's happening you know there are entertainers all over i mean people have buckets and you know a couple of sticks and making a nice little you know beat going and people are around them and it's yeah. also people bring a guitar it's all fun stuff so yeah it is hey, it's listen. Fun stuff. yeah go no no i was gonna say well you're talking about music and family and singing together well this yeah. is coming up to be season like holiday season so there's a lot of that going on maybe the the, the, the groups that walk around the streets <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, that, yes, you know, that, yes. that that helps i mean some people come up and and, and do these cheerful things so uh, it, it's it's I fun yeah, dancing, music, playing games together, uh, that all releases a good dose of the four brain chemicals that I like talking a lot about. Dopamine for pleasure, oxytocin for love and trust, serotonin for not only being calm, but feeling at home, feeling secure in yourself. And the beta endorphin, what we've been talking about, is that feeling of togetherness, just being together with other human beings. Uh, and uh, all of that means we got to put the screens down and we got to interact together and get back to that feeling. And it's a wonderful feeling, Hurricane. 
It is. I, and, you know, you and I, I think we had this discussion before where uh, it, we lost the, the tradition of sitting at a table, having a conversation. Uh, everybody's on their own, you know, screen, literally on their phone. And, and you know, yeah. everybody's just taking a bite and then walking away. Uh, yeah. I think it's time to bring that back. And hopefully people get excited about it, listening to this and watching the show. So, hey, you know, let's see what happens here, right? <laughs> okay, okay. There's, there's a new piece of furniture that I want to uh, introduce into every household. Go for okay? it. It's called the smartphone bin, right? It sits just outside the front door and you're allowed in as soon as you leave your smartphone in the bin, okay? Now, this door <laughs> secure, it can be locked, but it means that for a few hours when people are together inside a house, nobody's got a smartphone, which means that they're totally available to each other. Uh, and they can argue if they want, they can hug if they want, but they're gonna be there totally together. And uh, that's what the smartphone bin is for. I love it. I mean, I've seen baskets, but I like the bed concept, you know, and then, and, and, well, again, some people may say, well, uh, at the door, it'd be too much, you know, maybe just at the meals and whatever we gather together. Because, <laughs> but we, you can start there, I would say, right? We start with, with, with the meals and then maybe we can expand a little bit to, to more hours. Great idea, Hurricane. Great idea. Because yes. <laughs> change is hard, right? People are like yeah. almost conditioned as robotic right now. So we need to just kind of diffuse that slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, great idea. Thank you. So, thank so this you. is very versatile. It can sit right next to the uh, the kitchen table as well. That, that's it, right? Mobile, you know, we can move it from one place to the other as long as we can do that. Right? Well, I know even I've seen restaurants doing that. Actually, yeah. there was the, I, I was looking at some some um, uh, posts and stuff and reading articles and there were people, some restaurants that mandated that you don't sit with your phones. You put them on 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 a, on, on a side of the table. There's a bin for it. So yeah. listen, it, I think we need to do that. And, you know, we just got lost. In, and you said it yourself after, was it 2007? With, yeah. with all the technology, I mean, there's a trend of, of mental, you know, health issues and things like that because of, of the technology. And people are not aware of it. I think that's the problem. And so yes. the more we emphasize on this topic and the more we share with people, the more they listen to it, the more we can get into somebody's ability to be happier yes. <laughs> and, and, and relationship happy, right? So that, that would be great. So, so funny because you mentioned something about lying earlier and, and the question that I had next was about lying. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm going to ask that, this question. Is that, true? is that true, Hurricane? It's true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a true, it's, it's a true, it's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it says, I find myself always lying to everyone all the time, even when I don't want to. It is affecting my life and I don't understand why I do it in the first place. Not sure anymore when I say the truth, Mike, Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, when I laugh, I'm not laughing, you know, at the question. I'm just, oh, no, no, amazing. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just for the audience. It's not, so they don't, I'm not being sarcastic about it. It's all fun. It, this is for the purpose to help people and, and, and really share good stuff with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is Mike from Brooklyn. Mike from Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. So uh, firstly, there's, there's a few things uh, about lying. Uh, where we're not quite sure how much of a genetic component there is, how much is a learned component. But in my experience with the people that I have uh, treated, there seems to be a bit of both with, uh, with something like lying. And um, this is all personality stuff, but I'll talk just about lying. First of all, Mike, I want to congratulate you because you've just had a moment of truth, right? You're saying, uh, I lie a lot and I don't want to. 
So that is a moment of truth. So first thing I want you to do is actually to feel good that you're getting this moment of truth. Now, unfortunately, lying is a habit and it's also a coping mechanism. And the reason that people use it is because it works for them. Uh, it, it means that you can um, avoid conflict or get your way sometimes. But I, I, I actually know people who uh, do it beyond that. They will even lie when they don't want to lie. And that's when you know that it's just become a habit. So in changing a habit, uh, oh, I've just forgotten the name of the book. There's a very good book uh, talks about how to change habits. Uh, and quite frankly, if you uh, put it into a search engine or into YouTube, uh, how to change habits, uh, it takes about 18 days to half a year to change a habit. And what you need to look at is why you've got this habit and how this habit is working for you, what it gives you. And you just need to find something different in the middle. So in other words, you want the same result that lying gives you. So let's say it's, I wanna have my way. So let's take the scenario of the person who was the youngest in their family, who was not that powerful. And so they found that to get their way, they could lie. So Mike, let's say this is you, you need to find a way to get what you want without lying. And among adults, you will find some people where you sort of say, hold it, I was just lying, I just need to get my way here. People will actually stop and listen and go, oh, oh, was that a lie? Yeah, yeah, but the reason that I did that is because I wanna get my way here. And you, you'll be surprised how particularly with friends, they will then help you find a way to get your way and make you feel good because you have disclosed something about yourself, which takes a lot of trust. So well done, Mike. Uh, and then you too will have these endorphins and the trust of oxytocin flowing in your brain saying, you know what? It feels good to tell the truth. I've never had that feeling anymore. And so you get more pleasure by telling the truth than the pain of lying. So to sum all that up, it's treating lying as a habit rather than as something that is wrong. And once it becomes a habit, you find out the good techniques to change a habit. And the technique that I'm giving you is to find some other way to get the reward that you usually get by using pleasure and pain and your friends to help. So I hope that helps Mike from Brooklyn a little bit. Well, I, listen, I'm not going to answer for Mike, but I can tell you it does help <laughs> understanding the concept and maybe having a way to, to deal with it. But you're right. I mean, I think the first step is to ask the question. I mean, you realize there's a problem and at least you're, you're facing it. And yeah, I think that's, that, right. that's, that's the issue with everything, right? It's, it starts with that. I mean, sometimes admitting that you have an issue is the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, and so, again... This is the same thing we talked about shopping. We talk about other issues. You know, it's the same concept where you see there's a problem and somehow it's affecting your life. I think it's it's key for us to address it and somehow. And this is a good platform. And, and again, there's many ways to do this. And uh, but you know, uh, at least the step to call in or at least send in the the question was important. And we started there. And hopefully, we can help somebody's life right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And 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 it's very difficult to ask a question like that because there's so much shame associated with lying, because people judge you for lying. 
So, and, and this is why I said to Mike, Mike, you're, you're having a time of truth here. You want to get over something. Congratulations. Uh, because you're telling a deeper truth than the rest of it. Because the truth is, Hurricane, we all lie. Okay? It's just that there are some people who lie a whole lot more than other people. Right? It depends on how you define a lie and where on that spectrum it is. So, so Mike, you're, you're not alone. All right? And it's when we can trust each other as human beings, then the whole need for lying starts to fall away. But, but doctor, you know, so that is, that is a, an amazing thing, right? Why is it that we, by default, as humans have to lie? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's almost something that we cannot escape. And you can, I mean, it's, I know it's difficult, but being honest is probably the best, you know, way to live. And, you know, but yeah. I think because we are afraid, to either say the truth or or it's not going to give us what we need. And I think that's really what the challenge is. But it's yeah. amazing. Like, it's almost like a condition. It's like it's a disease that we have to have. And we certainly don't have to have it, but it's it's part of life. And if everybody asks the questions about themselves, I shouldn't be lying. And we all are honest with each other. Um, yeah. And tell it as it, as it is. Or don't say it. If you don't yeah. want to say it, just don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, let me water down lying and let's sure. get down to wearing social masks, which we all have. Mm. And we all need a social mask because uh, Hurricane, could, if, if you imagine that everybody uh, could read each one of your thoughts, you go, hold on, hold on. I, I don't want everybody to read all of my thoughts. All right. Because I can't handle all of my thoughts. So I don't want you guys to try to handle my thoughts. So, so what we've, evolved as human beings is a mask first right so at least we can decide what information goes out to other people so we filter things that we think so that we can come across more friendly to each other because that's absolutely what we want but um, i've got a bit of a thinner filter and sometimes i share too much with other people and so people like me have to learn to just Hold back a little bit more. Don't expect so much of other people, all right? Just be a bit more gentle with what other people can cope with. Uh, but other people have a very thick social mask so that you never really get to know what they're thinking or what they're feeling. And this becomes a problem because when you want to grow close to a person, you want them to drop that mask a little bit. And dropping the mask means being a bit more truthful and a bit more trusting. So it's a delicate balance. I love the analogy of a mask because um, I think there was a, um, it's a metaphor, right? <laughs> we all, yeah, yeah. we all wear masks, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but it's amazing because uh, to your point, it's, it depends on the thickness. Some people have just so much of a poker face and you can't even tell and you can yeah. dive in and some people are a little bit easier to read. Uh, it, it's just, you know, it depends on, I guess, a lot of factors. Some people have been brought up in an environment that if they didn't lie, maybe they can survive, whatever the case may be. And it could be the opposite. It's just they do it because that's what gets them whatever they want. So it could yeah. be multiple reasons. And it's, you know, it's sad, but it is a reality. And you're right. None of us really thinks, oh, I'm a liar too. I lied a few times, if not yeah. too many times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we ask that question, did I ever lie? Or do I lie? And how frequently I lie? I think we're all going to be like surprised and amazed about what the hell that is. Because we'll be like, Holy moly. I mean, it's crazy because we do. And I know, I mean, I'm guilty as charged. No, I mean, so, I mean, I'm not saying that we lie about big things, but you're right. I mean, we white lies, little lies, you know, uh, good lies, you know, there's no such thing as a good lie, I think, <laughs> but, but it's unfortunate, but 
Yeah, but 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 anyway, it's a, it's a filter. And and just one last thing I want to add to this is if everybody and I do this in my love book that uh, if you see all the people in your life in terms of circles around you, you can be much more truthful with the people who are really close to you. In fact, it's important to be more truthful with people who are close to you. Whereas people who are further away, let's say work colleagues or an acquaintance that you see once every three years, you are not going to say the same thing to the person that you share a bed with. They're, they're just different things. And we take that for granted. But if we think of that in terms of the mask and the thickness of our mask, uh, the idea is to have as thin a mask as you can have to the people really close to you. But then as you go outside the circle, when you're meeting a business associate for the first time, uh, you need to have a, a mask that is a business mask that is going to get you the outcome that you want. It doesn't mean that you need to lie, but it means that you have to hold back a whole lot of things about yourself. Well, that, that's, that's an important piece because I think not sharing any, you know, everything doesn't mean that you're lying. You just you know, you, you so so the, the lack of sharing information is not lying. You just don't tell. Like somebody was like, "Oh, you lied. You didn't tell me." Like I didn't tell you. I didn't lie to you. <laughs> lying yeah. is giving you a false truth. I'm not giving a false truth. I'm just not yeah. telling you anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, you and, make and, your and own way. And also, sometimes keeping information back is actually being kind, because it's very difficult to let people know the complexity of what you're thinking in your particular situation, or to burden them with certain emotions. Uh, and obviously, as a psychotherapist, as a clinician, what I do is I create a space so that people can share those things because we have this forum where we can tease things apart and we can actually work on it to get things better. But sometimes, like you can't do that to your children or your parents sometimes because they will never be able to see life exactly from your point of view. Well, again, if you're lying... Uh, it's a problem because people lose trust and therefore, you know, crying wolf type of thing, right? <laughs> you know, you yeah. can say it, I'm not going to believe you, right? I, that, so that, that trust factor goes away. But I think on the flip side, you know, uh, sometimes people get offended when you give them the truth. Yes. Uh, and yes. and I, I've experienced that myself. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you tell someone, well, as, tell it as it is and they don't like it. Like, you know, what do you mean? Well, I'm telling you what's up, <laughs> you know, take it or leave it, you know, but again, you have to be willing to accept that reaction because they might not really be uh, very open to it because yes, that's, just, right. Yeah. that's right. And we're allowed to decide you're allowed to say things like uh, if somebody asks you a probing question, uh, you're, you're allowed to say, well, actually, I, I just feel uncomfortable sharing that with you. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so you're allowed to hold things back. And sometimes when you're saying something that is truthful but could potentially be hurtful, it's a good idea to ask for permission. Do you mind if I level with you? Look, i got something that's been bugging me about our relationship that I want to let you know. Is it okay to let you know? So the idea is to be truthful but also to be gentle. And so th there are some people like Mike that may need to learn to be a bit more truthful but there may be some people like us, Hurricane, that may need to learn to be a bit more gentle, all right? <laughs> well, uh, you can be you can be blunt, right? And, and, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, you got to be diplomatic about how you do it. Maybe you can, you know, phase it in. You can smoothen it in. I mean, there's there's ways to do it. There's a start. Yeah. But, but you're yeah. right. I mean, you, you know, you can present a value that presents the solution or the truth. And, oh, damn, I didn't see it that way. You know, I mean, there's ways. I've, I've done different things in different ways, so it works. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah. And, and you try different things to see what works for you. Well, again, yeah, what works for me is definitely going to not necessarily work for the others. But but you're right. It's I think the truth concept is a big deal. We can have a whole discussion about just that. Because uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we can, because what's linked to truth is trust. And, and this is what's very difficult because uh, the way that we're living in our society at the moment means that we are trusting each other less. Uh, and it's, it becomes more difficult to tell the truth when you can't trust somebody that's either close or not that close to you. So uh, that's, that's why it's good for families to get together because the wonderful thing is you can share things that you disagree with uh, on with your family without getting shot, all right? And that's already a bonus, okay? It's because of the trust and the trust is there because of the love. But somebody's actually got to use the word, hey, I'm glad we can have conversations like this. It shows how much trust there is in our family. Okay, that's true. And that feels good. Well, uh, listen, I hope and I wish that, you know, we all can use some of these principles and, uh, uh, you know, apply them and, you know, share them with our friends. I mean, Scott early, he said, I want to like that, that board, the, the money board. So maybe people can take, you know, some of these, you've given a lot of tips today about different ways to handle different situations. So I think we can benefit and everybody watching or listening today and later on, it, this is going to be great for them to, to take something home and, and, and apply it in real time work. It can, it can, it can change your life literally for the positive. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what we're about, Hurricane. We're, we're here to help people change their lives. And if we can be a part of that, that's that's wonderful. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, I'm pretty sure people have heard something and they've applied something of it. We might not know. And it's funny because I have met people that I haven't talked in years and they come up and they say, oh, you remember, I remember something you did. I'm like, what? And I, I'm to my surprise, like something I didn't think about, I forgot about it. I don't even pay mind to it now, but but to them, it was a big deal. And so yeah. sometimes one little item that you, you cross over to other people, you don't even know what the value for it to them until, you know, they share that with you years later. I mean, like, wow, amazing. And, and again, we all do that. We just don't realize how, how well that is when you do it for other people and uh, yeah. the impact that you've had on others. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Got, we got to leverage those moments, right? And, and enjoy that. So, so, so I know it's, it's, it's almost coming out to the end of the show. I, had, I have a few other questions, but I guess we can defer them to the next show. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we've had, you know, great, uh, I guess, insights today and great questions and great content and a lot of, you know, good uh, resources in terms of ideas on how to deal with certain, you know, uh, dilemmas, if you want to call them that way. And, uh, you know, so uh, any last words, Dr. I'm for today's show? Well, just that we are coming up to the, the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we all have uh, issues with other people that we need to think about. And we all have issues about shopping and how much we're going to spend during this season. Those things all sort of go together. Uh, but I'd encourage people just to plan how they're going to interact with people and plan how much they're going to spend shopping. Because if you can plan beforehand and have a budget, then you won't get to the pain of overspending. If you can plan out how you want to get on with people and have just a few key phrases that help. Uh, and I've, I've mentioned a few, um, it's, it's, you know, we may uh, disagree, but we uh, love each other as a family, or it's amazing that in this family, we have so much trust that we can talk about those things. Uh, to actually rehearse those lines, to remember it in the moment, because that's the difficult thing. 
that will help us to be in good stead during the holidays because during the holidays we want to get on well with people and we want to feel good and that's what i'd encourage everybody to do get those feel good brain chemicals flowing well doctor i do love the, the next month because it, it's cheery people are happier somehow uh and there's a lot of joy and so so i think we're we're in the, in the season around the world where people tend to be happier and better so i hope that this piece of the, the piece of advice that you just gave us now is going to help us you know and, and carry on through the month and hopefully in the new year so uh, that's awesome uh, i'm not sure if we're going to have actually uh, you know next month because it, it's going to be the end of the, in the holiday season so we'll we'll talk and if uh, if it is going to be on uh, the last friday of, of december we'll figure it out if not we'll do it you know the first week of january i guess right okay hurricane i'm available so you know um, oh, okay so i think you organize it it's fine with me yeah I will 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 connect that and and make sure and then we'll communicate it with the folks and you know the audiences here on our uh, media. So, doctor, as always, a pleasure. Thank you for the, joining us for the time for the valuable uh, insights and you know real enlightenment that you always bring to the table. We love you, as Scott says, <laughs> and and you know we look forward to the next one and next one and hopefully we'll we'll help people change their life for better and better. Uh, folks, thank you for watching for taking the time. Uh, and really, you know, uh, just I, I know I see a lot of, uh, you know, interaction here on, on my Facebook page. I'm not, I haven't looked actually at the channel page, but, um, you know, uh, it's all good. And as people can see this over and over, and, you know, please join, encourage other people to join the shows. They're recurring every month and they're also available after today, you know, on YouTube and Vimeo and a few other, you know, and, and the channel itself. You can watch on Roku. So there's plenty of places, I think, on, on your side as well. So there's plenty of places to listen to this and watch it on the radio. So uh, that being said, the holidays are here. So we'll, we'll wish everybody uh, happy holidays in advance and, you know, uh, that you had a great Thanksgiving in the U.S. I, I'm, do you guys celebrate something similar in this time or no? Thanksgiving? I, not Thanksgiving, but uh, the whole concept is becoming much more important, which I'd like to see because Thanksgiving is just a wonderful, wonderful thing to celebrate. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, let's make it a worldwide event, right? <laughs> let's make it a worldwide event. Let's That's spread it. the joy and the love, Hurricane. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right, folks. Thank you for watching. And we'll be catching up soon. Uh, next show, different guests. And then, of course, we'll get back with Dr. Hayim next month. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.